Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to Cloud-Based Accounting for Churches, featuring Aplos, uh, our, with our presenter Josh Williford, serving today. We are in the Conrad's Science Building, room 167. My name is Shelby Pratt. I'm Network Finance Director, serving as, as uh, the host for this session. If you have any questions at any time, please let me know. Uh, please be aware that coffee is available in Grace Chapel, where the main sessions are being held, and that restrooms can be found on each floor of the buildings. Um, for the benefit of those who are listening to this session as a recording, please silence your cell phones and electronic devices at this time. Not the people listening, that's, I think, us in this room. So, uh, Also, we want to make sure everyone is aware that our presenter uh, serves as lead pastor at New Life Church in Aurora, Ohio, and is also the presbyter for the greater Akron area, and can be reached for further questions and comments at, his email is jwilliford at auroranewlife.com. Before I do present him or introduce him and let him take over, I wanted to let everyone in the room and those listening know that everyone will be receiving a, a card today in the room or can contact me in the future if need be. But Aplos is providing a discount for anyone who does sign up for their services uh, through the Ohio Ministry Network. Uh, you will get a 40% discount off of six months' worth of service. That averages out to about three free months in total because if you sign up through me, I can get you a full month trial before you even have to start paying. So it averages about three months of total service that you can get for free to really get you up and running well using the Aplos system. Uh, so without any further ado, introduce Joshua Williford. Well, thank you for coming this morning. Nothing like coming to uh, a conference at the beginning of the day, getting up early. Many of you drove a couple hours to get here and uh, coming to an accounting session. So you guys are awesome. Um, that's uh, pretty exciting stuff. Um, I-, I wanted to tell you a little bit my uh, story in the process, and then we're going to go kind of really practical walkthrough. You're going to get to see the nuts and bolts of starting an account, and also you're going to get to see the window into uh, how we operate it. Uh, we've used Apples now for about a year, and um, it's been extraordinarily helpful to us. So we, um, when I first came to New Life um, in Aurora, which is in the Akron area, but it's the southeast suburb of Cleveland, small church, uh, we walked in, and the software that we were using, uh, boy, it was like 8,000 years old, and so we transitioned to QuickBooks and thought that would be a great option of QuickBooks for nonprofit. Maybe you are using that as a platform, uh, but what we found very quickly was that the nonprofit part of QuickBooks um, was not so nonprofit, right? Uh, because, yeah, come on in. Come on in. No, you're fine. Get in there. You're good. Just getting started. Yeah. So, sharing just a little bit of my story as we came to this platform, this software. Um, we were on QuickBooks, on a machine, in the office, um, and for our church, uh, my bookkeepers are a volunteer, uh, my treasurer, of course, is volunteer, and maybe you are in that capacity right now, where you are faithfully serving, let me say on behalf of your pastor and your church, thank you, uh, you are, you are the, literally making it happen every single week, and nobody even knows it, and so thank you. Um, but we found ourselves frustrated with QuickBooks, and maybe you're a QuickBooks user and you love it, but we found ourselves frustrated because when it came to fund accounting, 
which is what nonprofits typically operate off of. So in churches, it would sound like a general fund. It would sound like a missions fund. It would sound like a building fund or whatever that may be. Uh, QuickBooks is hard to work with when it comes to that. You know, you have to kind of, you can do it, but you have to really kind of leverage it to make that happen. So we began to be frustrated, not only with the fact that it was, we were stuck to a machine in the office. Uh, so if I'm somewhere else, I can't answer a question uh, or look something up. Or, um, and with people who are volunteers, uh, boy, uh, it was just the, the capacity to be able to be not geographically located was important to us. So um, it was actually at a minister's retreat a couple of years ago that I was talking with Shelby about it. And he said, I just got told about this thing called Aplos. And so I went home and looked into it. And um, what I want to do here is show you a quick video and, and hopefully my computer will do it justice as far as the audio. Show you, it's going to give you a quick snapshot and then we're going to do a walkthrough of what this looks like. So... So, um, let me share a couple of things before we get into the, the nuts and bolts of this. So, I'm a pastor. I have not been paid by Aplos. Um, I've talked with them. We've had a great conversation. Uh, they're extremely helpful and extremely friendly. Um, started by a guy who is an executive pastor at a church. And he realized that there was not a great option out there for church-based accounting or nonprofit accounting. And so for me, what you're hearing from me is our experience. We've been very pleased. Um, no platform will ever be perfect. And so if you're looking for the, the thing that's going to be the silver bullet, you just won't find that. Uh, but we've enjoyed this. Um, let me share with you the pricing model um, that they have. And you can go on their website, obviously. I'm not going to belabor a lot of this because I think you'll go home and look at this. What we have done is we have been in this starter realm. We only use the accounting part. Now, they have three different parts that you can participate in. They have a, an accounting section. That's what we use. Um, they have a, a donor management section, which is basically the ability to send emails to your donors and things like that. And then they have a, um, 
online giving chunk that you can participate in. And so, like I said, we just use the accounting piece because that's all that we needed. Um, but you, you can know that there are three different parts to this. And, and uh, I was even telling Shelby today they've updated their pricing model since we first started. Um, and, uh, you know, so essentially everything that you would need in the, an accounting software, you're going to see it as we go through the day. Um, but you can choose which parts that you're a part of and, and what you want. So, for instance, we did uh, at the time it was $15. Now they've uh, gone up a little bit, but um, $25 a month plus so that's one user. Um, so if you want to have more than one user, so we're a multi-user account, and that's basically for the purposes of whoever's logged in. Um, yes. Provides one user for the church. However, you can ask Aplos if you have an outside accountant that assists you. They can enable access for that accountant at no additional charge at the twenty-five dollar level. Yeah. Yeah, so, if you're getting an audit or something to that effect, you can have them uh, put in there with that. So, uh, we've done multiple users because they track it just like you would if you have multiple users in QuickBooks. Uh, if you're familiar with that platform, so that if, if you do have an error, that error gets tied to a person. Um, so it's not just that everybody has a login. You can't figure out who's doing the consistent problem, you know, who's the consistent troublemaker in the system. Uh, it gives that a little bit of accountability and uh, that audit trail. So um, very affordable. I know in this room we've got an array of different churches. Um, and... That right there is extraordinarily affordable. The advantage, too, uh, some of you are in sort of a more, hey, we've got a software in our computer, um, that, and so that software gets out of date. You're not going to get feature updates. You're not going to get any of that stuff. By paying a monthly fee, the advantage is, is that you are always up to date. They're always coming out with stuff. For instance, one of the upgrades they're bringing this year is that it's going to be a companion iPhone application um, so that you can be able to, um, as the purchaser. I'm a pastor, so if I'm out at lunch with somebody and I've got a receipt, instead of turning in that receipt, snap a picture of it and it goes into Aplos, which if you are the bookkeeper in this room and you have to track down receipts from your pastors, um, that is, yeah, yeah, right? Spoken like a true pastor. So um, that is a tremendously helpful thing because that's like they're out of sight, out of mind. They don't have to worry about it, and the Internet never forgets. So um, that's sort of the pricing model. So what I want to do, the other thing before we get moving into the actual platform, Aplos's greatest strength, I think, one of them, is training. This is free. So you can walk out of this room today, not sign up for Aplos, and they teach you about how you should set up your chart of accounts, what nonprofit fund, account, accounting is, they teach you everything. They have webinars on a regular basis. Um, you can participate in this, the training on not only how to use the software, but how to just do church accounting. Because my guess is in this room, um, you got tapped on the shoulder one day and said, hey, can you do this for us? And you had no idea. You can add and subtract and multiply, and so you were qualified. And you're sitting there, maybe days uh, of the week where you're going, I have no idea if I'm doing this right. The anxiety, this training, if you get nothing else from today, this training can help you with that. All video-based, it's going to walk you through what is generally accepted accounting procedures. And so that's a great tool for you. Now, what we're going to do today is we're going to walk through it. 
So I'm going to do this in two phases. Um, number one, uh, we're going to walk through it as if the, the, you're a blank page. And then we're going to look at my church. We're going to log in and we're going to look at the reporting features because obviously we've got data populated into the program. So we're going to log in um, to this church that shall be created. Um, the name of that church was so, Real Life Journey Church, I think is what he called it. Um, and so when you start out with Aplos, what you immediately see on every, uh, when you get it, is this great dashboard. And you're going to get to see this populated when we log into my church's account. This right here is phenomenal. You can open it up. Your senior pastor, your lead pastor, um, your treasurer will love this. When they open it up and they see all the vital data right there. You don't have to go hunting for it. You don't have to go digging for it. You know what's going in, what's going out, where is it going, how much is in the bank account. All that stuff is, bam, right there in that dashboard. Now, when you're setting this up, like setting up anything, you put your tax IDs, your information in it, um, and you go through and set up your user information, et cetera, et cetera. Let me show you what it looks like um, to set up um, the accounting. Now, the first thing you want to do is the advanced settings. We're going to turn this on um, so that, for instance, we're going to show the budgeting feature and we're going to show the check printing. You can choose to show a lot of different things like bank reconciliation or accounts receivable. So, for instance, if you invoice anything for any reason, a lot of churches won't use this feature, but some will. If you've got maybe renters or any number of things that that counts. So you might want to have that turned off. And some of you might use, oh, there we go. Uh, some of you might use the accounts payable. It's kind of set up to your preference level. Uh, so then we're going to an, into the accounts. Now the advantage of um, hooking your Aplos in with what Shelby's provided uh, today under the networks account is that this comes pre-populated um, with a chart of accounts. And so maybe you've been frustrated with your chart of accounts or wondered if that's right or wrong. Well, the advantage of coming in under uh, the networks site is that you come, turnkey, chart of accounts, of course, you can change everything. So you go in, um, let's just set up um, an asset here. Um, let's say you have a second bank account. We're just going to put this in at um, 10, 12, uh, second checking. Um, and we want to use this as a register. This functions for us as a cash account. So, um, and I can make that a sub account of that account. Um, and then I click save. So I go through and I set up all of my accounts. The cool thing is, is in the training, they're going to tell you how to number it. That's pretty cool. Cause maybe you've ever wondered, like we just throw numbers into this. We have no idea what it's supposed to be. Um, they're going to tell you, okay, Four thousands of this, five thousands of this, one thousand. So that you got um, some good stuff there. You can throw your your credit cards in there, your tax liabilities that you might have um, in the liability accounts. Um, this is your fund accounting. So this would be where you set up the funds you have. You can see the general fund set up here, a, bu uh, a building fund. Let's add a, a youth fund into this. Um, and again, what you can do within this. So for instance. Um, Let's say you want an admissions fund, but you want to, as somebody's got a church, you've got lots of different kinds of missions that go out, right? So you might have, um, under that fund account, you might have Speed Light, and you might have BGMC, and you might have Light for the Lost, or you might have your faith promise giving separated from your project giving. You can do all of that um, and, and do that in a hierarchy in that accounting software. 
Um, as far as the income and expense accounts are concerned, it functions very similarly. Just adding that in, you can see just how easy that is. Click the arrow, put the number, tie it to any fund that you want to tie it to so that that income line goes into that, that fund. Same for the expenses um, that you would just go in and categorize all your expenses. So we're going to add another expense for, let's see, um, let's just create one for uh, receptionist service. Seeing my typing skills today, guys. Um, they're not very good. So I can make that a sub account if I want of any one of the accounts that are there. So I'm going to toss one. I'm just looking at it really quick. So, and I can then attach that to the general fund, and we're saved. And so you're able to accurately get into the mix of all of your chart of accounts. Um, what we want to do throughout the course of the day, if you've got questions, uh, because we're going to be moving through this, let's not save them to the end because uh, we don't want to come back later and you forget that question. So any questions at this point with the chart of accounts before we move on to anything else? Yes. Yeah, and I'll show. Yeah, so if you've got multiple trips, yeah, and I'll show you a cool feature. The next feature we're going to look at, I'll answer that. I'll answer that. The way to, to track that um, in the system that they've got. Any other questions before we move on to that? So one of the things that makes Aplos unique is that they not only have the chart of accounts, but they have also a feature called tags. So in the tags feature, that is something that you want to track but you don't want to make an extraordinarily complicated chart of accounts. And so, for instance, let's say your church is going through, and I'll click on that. Um, so you can do different tags, but I'll look at the custom tags. Um, so your church is um, going on three mission trips this year. You're going to Mexico, you're going to Russia, you're going to Africa. Okay? You're bringing money in for all of that. You want to tag those separately. You can in you can create a tag for each one of those, and be able to pull that particular trip up on a report, but also be able to see this is how much we brought in for trips because that's a line item. Now you can set it up functionally how you want. On the accounting side of it, let me say this: I am not a church accounting professional. This guy back here is, and so. With, with the proper way to set it up, I'm telling you how to use it. <laughs> He's the guy that's going to tell you what's right and wrong. And so, Shelby, if you want to weigh in here. I created that chart of accounts that you would inherit. And so I would do exactly what Josh is recommending. I, will, I like to keep my chart of accounts as simple as I possibly can so it doesn't get completely bloated for, no, for, for a temporary situation. Exactly. Um, so having a tag would be a scenario that would be perfect for a missions trip. You keep one revenue on account trips revenue, but then you are able to provide separate reports for each trip. Yeah. So the way that we've applied this um, specifically, I'll give you an example, um, we have a line for our youth ministry, like uh, camps, retreats, convention, that kind of thing. So that's, a, that's one line. And then we tag whatever that specific event is they're going to so that we know we can, 
look at a, our board members can look at a balance sheet or a chart of an income and expense sheet, and I have to like have a 16-page report. But we can know this is what youth camp cost us. This is what came in. This is what went out. Um, that's how we use. It. I think this is one of the most potent features of Aplos that you can really drill down and get the information you want. Um, because, I, again, if you're a bookkeeper, if you're a treasurer here, you get that question from the lead pastor last minute because the board meeting's tonight. Um, hey, how much did we do this for? And you're going, I'm going to have to, like, you know, and then you're doing all this math and it's crazy. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Just put the tags in. So tags is, a, is probably one of the most incredible features of this um, reality. So the other thing that you're going to do at the beginning um, of starting an account is starting balances. Now, um, you're going to look into your checking account. And obviously, if you have one checking account, our church has one checking account that represents multiple funds, multiple designations in it. What you do to start that account is that you're going to go in here and you're going to put in uh, the amounts um, in each fund. So let's say you have, you know, just to use round numbers, $10,000 in a general fund. You've got um, you know, $20,000 in a building fund, and you've got you know, maybe $5,000 in a missions fund. So that number then has to reconcile with what's in your checking account. So that, that's where it should match. Now, I, I'll be honest with you. When we transitioned from QuickBooks, um, this was probably the, our, our hardest part. Right? So some of you are like, you, you just had blood pressure go through the ceiling because you're like, I have no idea. Okay, this is where um, a phone call, Shel- I remember these phone calls with Shelby, with me going, okay, what's the best strategy for us? Because at one point we knew what that was. We transitioned to QuickBooks, and now we don't know what it is. What's the best way to get our hands on this? That's a conversation for another day, okay? Um, but you go through. Uh, <laughs> Shelby loves this kind of thing. He loves it. He wants you to call him. I'll give you his personal home phone. And uh, he really likes it in the middle of the night. So, um, no, uh, so you're going to go through and you're going to just basically, you're going to put in your credit cards. You're going to put in your liabilities. So whatever your, your principal is on those things, whatever your interest payments are, um, this is where you put all that in. It's all, all got to match. Okay? In many ways, this is actually extremely simple. Like the way they've done it, when they say aplos means simple, it's Greek for simple, that's, that's what this is. You know, it's basic plug numbers in where they need to go. Um, yes? Does it create the credit down below for the fund balance? So, yes. So, if I put in, I see what you. It's gonna, we're going to see that, yeah, $10,000 in the general fund. And uh, in a second, when we look at my church, um, what's cool is, is in the actual transaction register, you see the fund balances move as you're entering transactions. Um, so you see a little chart of like, this is where the general fund's at. This is where this fund, it's, it's pretty neat, pretty neat deal. So um, the other thing that's cool in getting started um, is that you're going to put in a budget. Um, now, this current budget has no um, data available, but what you would do as you've got your budget finalized um, is that you just begin on each one of these lines 
putting in what that projection is. That's going to be really important when it comes to your reporting because it will put it against. So essentially, this is what's come in for this, and this is what we budgeted for. We are either on pace or we're off pace or we're experiencing unbelievable. I mean, there, there's so much money coming in, we can barely count it. Um, isn't, that, isn't that great? That doesn't sound good. Um, and so this is where you would put in um, your budget. The cool thing is, is when you have this populated uh, over the course of time, is that um, when you go to the budget cycle season and you go in to put new budgets in, there's going to be the actuals from the previous year. And so you're going to be budgeting with, uh, with an, an, a fax. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what you actually spent on cups, not what you think you might spend or, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, it's very helpful. Um, everything that you see here, um, this shows, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, you can include all kinds of things like last year's budget. Uh, you can free your budget. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's awesome what they provide. Now, let's jump into... Uh, transactions here, um, and just add some transactions, because at the end of the day, that's what most of the people in this room are doing, right, is you are adding transactions into the mix. So um, let's just make some up here. So uh, today is March 5th, so I'm going to put that in there, and I'm going to have a payee um, of Shelby Pratt. How about that? I'm sure he wouldn't mind Right, so um, I can put comment. This would be the same thing as a memo in a check register. Um, obviously, you choose whether it's a payment or deposit. If you're a QuickBooks person, this is very familiar. This is functionally the same. Uh, we're going to pay him a thousand dollars. How about that? Um, and then, if you've got a check number here, you can put this in um, to that. Most of the time, you're going to leave this blank, okay? Because it will, um, in a second, we'll look at the check printing. It will automatically assign that check number um, if you want that to happen. Oh, this can also be used, um, that check area can also be used, for instance, we uh, use another system called Breeze um, that does our donor management, and we export that over, well, we move that over into this, we input that into this. Um, so when we have our batch numbers, um, we put that batch number in the check number uh, slot. So we kind of commandeer that. Now, you will select then an account um, what's cool is this is responsive to typing. I don't know this particular chart of accounts very well, so I wouldn't be very good at typing anything. Um, so you don't have to scroll, but let's say it's honorarium expense. Um, you can just go there and automatically it will assign that to the general fund. And then you just click submit. Now let's say this is a split transaction. So you've got a lot of different things. We do this as it relates to our deposits. So, for instance, when we make it, a, uh, we input deposits into this, we will um, have one line for general fund, one line for the missions money that came in, one line for what we call vision for transformation. Um, so that all one deposit, you can reconcile it to your deposit, but it's split transaction in that particular account. So all then you have to do is hit submit, bada bing, bada boom. What you see now is the general fund um, and you see right now, that because there's, uh, we didn't save what we did earlier, uh, we see that we're now in the hole, uh, $1,000 in the general fund. Um, and so, so thanks to Shelby, your church is now in the red, okay? Um, we didn't save what we did earlier. If you did, you'd see that 
30 or that $10,000 general fund be at 9,000. And, uh, and again, if you have multiple funds sitting there, it would show you exactly where you're at in real time. Um, very helpful. If you are using the contribution side of this, so if you want to take, like I said, we've done accounting. If you want to work in the donor, donor relations or donation side of this, you can also add contributions. Uh, you can put a check number, the donor's name. Uh, in this platform, they have what they call purposes. And so basically each purpose, um, so for instance, you would probably name it tithes and offerings, but it will go in as general fund. And so you would tie those purposes to that, or maybe you have special giving initiatives, but they're going to go into a specific line. You don't want to mess with that. You want to make it easy for the donor. That's what those purposes are. And then you put your, your amount and so on and so forth and save it there. Um, you can do bank integration with this. Um, so you can have it automatically populate data for you. Um, and many of you may already do that. Um, the check printing, bank reconciliation, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, check printing, basically what you'll see here, um, because it's again something you guys would do on a weekly basis. You see the check there? I'm going to select that check, and let's say my starting check number was one. Um, I'm going to hit print, and what it will do is it will create a PDF of all the checks that you hit print for. So make sure that your checks are in the right order when you put them in the printer. And then you're going to open up that PDF and you'll see a check there uh, for Shelby Pratt um, for $1,000. It will print on your voucher receipts uh, or your voucher checks. And it will do, you can format the check stuff like you want it to, the printer configuration for whatever style of check uh, that you might have. Um, the other thing that would be helpful for you to know um, would be in the general journal entries. And the reason why I bring this up, obviously, sometimes there are times when you have to kind of brute force make some changes into your accounting. And so you can do general journal entries. You can also import payroll. Okay. So maybe you have a payroll service and they don't have everybody locked in, but they do have ADP. Uh, paychecks is coming soon. Pay cycle sure payroll, and then they give you the option of saying, what do you use? Um, and so you can import that payroll into your, uh, that you get from ADP or whoever your provider is into your uh, checking account there. Are there any questions at this point? I don't believe so. Yeah, you've got to import, but you can do. Um, what you can do is export it. And so, for instance, if you you know, for here from here out, if you did it in here then first and then went back to, um, you can export anything to Excel. But yeah, you'd have to manually enter uh, at that point. Okay. And so let's assume you had you had a budget in there. Mm -hmm. Does it say? Does it offer the opportunity to say? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's a great question. But here's the cool thing again your software is a service. Okay? So that means that you've got a feature you want. You can ask for it. You can ask for it. That's the value of coming into because they have all kinds of forums that you can get on with people just like you who are talking about this. And you can do feature requests. And I have had great conversations with these guys. Um, in fact, um, when we were just getting started, the way we wanted to do our online giving, we, went, we ended up going 
uh, and partnering with Tidely, um, but uh, to give a little shout out to my brother over there. Um, but we, um, the way that we wanted to do it, I said, you, you're, the way your system's set up is this way. I don't want it that way. And they said, well, we can probably get that up and running by November. Um, and so f- that's really cool. Um, they have phenomenal customer service. And so for something like that, that's a great idea that you're just kind of adjusting for inflation or adjusting for growth. Uh, we operate in general on a 10% increase every year. And so that's very common for us to kind of hit those kind of general markers. So any other questions? Yeah, that's how we do it. Yeah. So we go through, we've got liability accounts, and then when you do your payroll, what you'd actually do is set up, um, uh, what you'd actually do is to, let me get to it, um, is to, when you're inputting that for your liabilities, hit a split transaction, and each one of those, you'd create those lines in your uh, balance sheet in accounting. So essentially what you would end up doing is actually saying um, for your tax liabilities, you put a negative, you know, whatever that amount is for the federal income, negative for state. And if you're a Rita person, man, Rita gets me, man. I, <laughs> I moved to, I'm, I'm from Oklahoma originally. So when I moved to Northeast Ohio, I'm like, who is this Rita person that's taking my money? Um, and so I, I, got, I, was, I was educated. So... Um, Anyhow, yeah, that's how we do it. Uh, and then what we do, because I'm, like, for instance, I'm on salary, um, so we then just duplicate that transaction whenever there's yeah. a new payroll. Any other questions? Yes? We started using this system in January, mm. and Apple's told us to put our contributions under donations, and then you can write Yeah, so um, that's a great point, and that's what Shelby and I were talking about this morning. So we use a different donor system. So I, I'm kind of coming from my perspective. We use a, a whole church management solution called Breeze, and so they do donor management. And so many of you will have maybe Church Community Builder or Fellowship One or I'm trying to think, ACS, Shelby Systems, and so you're managing all of that in there. Um, we, we then import just totals over. But if you don't have a church management solution. Um, this can sort of function for you like that, and that's what you're talking about, which is basically you're managing the, the donors as well as the accounting um, in this system. Now, some of you will want to do that because you don't have anything currently, and this is a great option. It's a great deal. But some of you already have that, and all you really are worried about is, is accounting, not donor management. Am I under- Everybody track it with me? Okay. That's, yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yes. You're switching from, let's say, QuickBooks into this here template. Are you going to import? Import. Yeah, so we did from QuickBooks in. Um, what we, we found that they didn't have a quick import. So um, the, the thing I'd recommend, okay, we did it in the middle of the fiscal year. That was a lot of work, um, a lot of work. I have a great assistant 
And so she took about four, we did it in April. Um, she took about four months of transactions. And I said, I just need you to pound them in. And it took her like two or three hours. But that shows you just how easy this is. That she took a, an entire third of the year and was able to input it in in pretty short order. So um, they don't have an easy import. What I'd, if you get the chance ever, now obviously we're in the middle of the year at this point, we're into it, uh, so if you're wanting to change, but if you're a church planter um, and you're starting from scratch or you are at the, maybe your fiscal year ends in July as opposed to a January, maybe you operate on a different fiscal year, that might be a great time to target starting over so that you're just starting fresh uh, from that point. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. How, how do I take the data? Yeah, so the great thing is everything you've got exports to Excel. Everything it can export to Excel. So because of that, you can own your own data, and a lot of systems will have an Excel upload. Um, that's probably one of the shortcomings of this system. Um, but um, a lot of them will have the ability to format an Excel spreadsheet to meet their uh, system requirements. So, any other questions before? Yes. I didn't like. Yeah. Um, no, it was just a matter we had a different thing, and uh, part of what we wanted to do was have people, uh, for us, have people be able to go online and look at their own account. So, um, and it also meant they were every. It was a one-stop shop for them. So they they look at their account. They can look at how much they've given. They can look look at what groups they're a part of. They can look at all that good stuff. So uh, for us, we just had different needs. Um, I'll say the donations part of it is very simple. Um, it's turnkey. And so it's not like you've got to go out and find, uh, maybe you've had this experience, go find a merchant provider and work with the payment gateway and all the things that, I mean, I'm a pretty techie guy, but man, my brain turns to soup when they start talking that way. And, and this guy, that's why he's created what he's created. And they're, they're very similar in that they're turnkey. And so you're paying a little bit like PayPal, okay, uh, where um, you're not hunting down a merchant provider. There's no monthly fee, but um, it's about 3% um, would be the, the transaction fees. Again, about similar to PayPal. Um, they use a, a platform called WePay to create that. Um, so it's, it's easy. You set up your own donor pages. I mean, it's not hard. It's in, in many ways very functional. Um, so. so you didn't Yeah, and I wanted some other features as well, um, the ability to you know, operate on a cell phone and some other things that we just wanted some other things with it. And uh, um, if yeah, that's if you if you just want something extraordinarily simple. If you don't need a lot of the text-to-giving stuff, you don't need kiosks, you don't need, you know, mobile giving, you don't need any of that, um, which uh, uh, I'd push back on you there, uh, just so you know. But um, if you just want something that's put a credit card in, go here, and it's all one-stop shop for you, if that's what's good for your context, then then this would be great. It may be a good option for you. So um, that's, yeah, it's, I'm not, I didn't use it because I thought it was necessarily bad. It just wasn't all the things that I wanted. Um, and, you know, 
everybody's got a little different context. So the donor relations side, just so you know, I don't know a ton about it, just we don't use it. Um, but you can essentially, it allows you to create templates, email donors. It allows you to do, um, it's a little bit like a, a, a mail client. So if you use MailChimp or Constant Contact, it sort of functions in that way. So if you don't have any church database software, at least turn this on, okay, so that you can get in communication with, with your people. Yes? This may be another session, but what about like attendance and things like that? Yeah, I won't do that. Yeah, that's a whole different, whole different thing. That's the key difference between church, a, a true church management product and one that's dedicated yeah. to the county. It has a couple of features with online giving available if you don't have a solution already. Yeah. So they know, truthfully, this is the only online accounting solution for churches. And so they're filling one niche when there are many, many online church management databases. Yeah. So, yeah, and so Shelby and I were talking about this um, this morning. Um, Aplos also serves nonprofits, and so many nonprofits aren't going to need all the stuff that we need in church, like attendance or groups or event management, so and so forth. And so they are they are basically satisfying everything. If you just ran a boys and girls club, you've got everything you need to to make sure your donors are communicated with and they're getting all the necessary forms and all of those things. So um, any of the questions? We've got time ticking away here, and I want to be sensitive to that. Um, I want to log out because that's just one side, obviously, of your accounting. Um, The other side of your accounting is all about... um, The other side of your accounting is all about um, reporting. So that's... If you're a lead pastor in a room, I don't know if we have any here. Well, sort of... Um, that's really what they look at. So what's the bottom lines? So if you can see here the dashboard um, that we have here gives you the rundown. This, you're getting the exclusive access. I don't think my church people don't even get to see this. So you guys, um, yeah, please. My salary. Is, um, so... <laughs> Um, anyhow, um, what that, and so you'll see, for instance, you'll see we don't use it for donors. But if you did, you would have active donors to date, which is kind of a cool number, right? Um, how many people are actually participating in giving? So it's, it's again, the dashboard for what that is. So um, let's go to the reporting um, and look at this. So they have all kinds of reporting, obviously balance sheet, um, the basic stuff, income and expense we'll look at in a second. Um, Expense by payee, bank reconciliation, statement of cash flows. I mean, essentially everything you've got, if you're a QuickBooks user, again, that's my context. If you're a QuickBooks user, essentially everything that's there. What's cool is, again, everything, like, any, like anything here, um, everything is malleable. And so this will be the year-to-date report. Now, it comes out like this, and you say, ah, oh, that's, that's a lot, you know, that's not very organized. Well, what's cool is you can go in here, and I can... I'm not going to show zero balances, and I'm not going to show, and I'm going to subtotal by group. And then I can also choose just to, sh- to put out the generic totals. Um, sometimes with board members, um, just as a pastor, um, they look at these sheets, and all of a sudden their eyes glaze over, right? And we always have that one board member who's like doing the math. Um, and those are fun. Those are fun. Um, but most of them, are going to want the global view of what the health of the church looks like. 
What's the snapshot right now as I've got this report? How does it look? Um, the cool thing is, is that you can add columns. Um, so for instance, um, right now, this, is, this report as it stands is looking at total giving. And so for me, a lot of times, um, total giving is not always the best representation of what's actually happening in our church. We need to look at general fund giving. Because, you know, missions, that's designated funds. Um, our vision for transformation, that's designated, you know, obviously. So what we add a lot of times to our reports is a general fund report. And I can look at it um, uh, against the percentage of our annual budget. So, for instance, I can know um, when you put a percentage uh, of your annual budget next to your general fund, I can know if I'm this much of the way through the year, I should be at this percentage in general. Now, obviously not for everything. So for instance, insurance, we pay that twice a year. So that's going to look funny after we paid that. But you can know in general on things that are pretty much monthly, you know, your utilities. Um, boy, man, that's, we are already like, we're, it's saying we're 50%, but we're, something's wrong, right? You're able to kind of keep that pulse on what's going on. Um, and so it's very easy to customize reports um, you can export them. You can print them right from the platform. Uh, you can, I mean, literally, you, you can set it against the previous year. You can just do it by tag, you know, just to report by mission strip, just that income and expense. You can do just about every way you want to slice and dice this report. And I know we're coming to an end. Right? Is it 11.15? Is that the? Yeah, I get so confused. Um, so you can slice and dice this thing in about a million different ways. Um, and then, of course, in your balance sheet, you know, those are the two kind of primary reports that you can look at. Um, you can do the same thing where you subtotal by group. Um, so restricted net assets, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so you can see all of that there. So anyhow, uh, questions at this point? Can you export to uh, a PDF Yep. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you can do either Excel or you do, um, well, actually, actually, I take it back. I, when I do PDFs, so just a little trick, a little fun trick uh, on a lot of computers, is when you hit the print dialog box, you can actually choose to save as a PDF versus print. So that's how I do it. So I, I kind of do a little pack, a little work around there. So um, what I typically do, so you know, just, again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I export these in Excel spreadsheets. Because um, I, then I can manipulate the size and I can make the, you know, um, everything smaller or bigger or highlight something or whatever. It gives me control uh, over that. Um, it's really nice when you're wanting to do calculations and use that power of Excel. Um, it's really handy um, to do the, the formulas and stuff you want to do to kind of hack your way into something, um, a particular kind of thing. There's always that reality sometimes that you got to kind of manhandle the data to get what, say what you want to say. Yeah. yeah. That previous one that you had up, um, is that the one you recommend for board members? So um, what I do, I'm saying just what I do, I subtotal that by group, um, and I throw up um, my general fund, like I said, um, and then this is what they get. So they get a, a, a decently uh, and no zero balances. So they get a decently sized report, um, but what they're able to do, so it's usually about three or four pages, but what they're able to do then, and what I draw them to is, okay, this is what came in, this is what went out, here's the 
the net income. How did you get to that? Great. So, great. So if you're in this add column, um, and this is under the income statement, again, this is a year, would be the representative of a year to date. Um, what you're going to do is add that column and then add the general fund column. So click that um, open and it will add that column next to it. And so what you'll see then is, for instance, in missions, you'll see zero dollars on the missions uh, because that's not general fund. And so in, that's just what came in for general fund for that day or for that, for that, that for in this case, for 2016. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Hopefully everybody's tracking. Ish. Ish. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, Shelby uh, was not wrong. You can uh, email me. Um, I'm happy to, and I'll go, man, I don't know. But um, no, I'm happy to help in any way that um, I'm able to. And uh, part of it is, the cool thing is you can't crash these reports. You can't screw up your data. Um, What's also helpful, um, we found this to be true a couple of times when someone, you've never done this. You've never done this. I know. But from time to time at our church, our wonderful volunteers will put something in the wrong place. I know no one's ever done this in this room. But what's kind of nice is that you then have the capacity to go um, to that in the report. As I'm looking, I'm going, wait a second, that's, that's weird. Like, that doesn't feel right. Click. I'm going to go here. Oh, it's going to give me the rundown of exactly the transactions that were in that. So right from the reporting, you can kind of get a sense of, oh, this was right or this was wrong, if that makes sense. Let me show you the, uh, the transactions thing so you can kind of see the, um, how it functions. So this is just the, our, our check it So this is kind of how it, how it works for us. click on the transaction that's there, and it goes right to, to where you need to be. It's extraordinarily helpful. Um, I tend to be um, sort of hands-on with this stuff, and so just kind of checking in with them, you know, after it's been done, and uh, it's, it's helpful because everybody makes mistakes. Everybody does, and that's just a reality, but um, being able to see those quickly and make those adjustments on the go as opposed to getting to um, January when you have to prepare the annual report for your business meeting, and you're going, uh, and you don't remember anything because it was 12 months ago. And uh, um, it's a much better way to do that. Cool. Any other questions? Any other good stuff? You guys have been great. You guys have been great. We're gonna, it looks like we're going to come in a little early. So, um, yeah, maybe not. Um, I guess it just reminds me a lot of QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, so I'm assuming I used to, like, double entry and all Yeah, that we're double entry. So it's still the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as far as we were talking about before, the pastor can snapshot of his receipt. Yeah. Does he also have to be a user in order to do that? Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. Now, that's coming up. So I haven't actually seen it. So that's not been released yet. So I don't know exactly how that's going to function. But my guess is the pastor, which in general... I would say you want a user account for your pastor. Um, that's probably a good thing. So in response to your QuickBooks thing, yes, it does function a lot like QuickBooks. So all the good things that QuickBooks provides, all the, um, the regular transaction stuff, where it 
muscles out QuickBooks for us is knowing this is how much is in this fund, this is how much is in this fund, this is, because we're responsible to manage that. You know, uh, we can't just give missions money that's been designated and put that into the general fund. That's, that's illegal. You can't do that. For us, it became very hard, very hard to figure out where, where that was. And so with this, I, I just opened it up. This is where we're at. You know, and I know then it's, as a pastor, as a leader, I'm able to go, okay, we can do this. We can do this. We've got this. Um, and it makes decision-making happen quicker, which is a good thing in church because sometimes decision-making can move a little slow. You guys know it. You, it's like, like we share the same story, don't we? Uh, okay. Does that make sense to you? So do you do it like a checking account? How do you set it up? Um, like with our balance sheet? Yeah. Um, everything has its own, own line. Right. So like our first page is a whole bunch of, uh, yeah. like, yeah, it has what's in our checking and then it has what's in our savings and it has our credit cards. Right. And then, and then it just breaks out all the missions. Yeah. So um, it sounds like you've done a little hack of QuickBooks, yeah. <laughs> which is... Yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly the point. To get there, you kind of hack it. You don't, they don't actually have the feature for it, and so, and so you have to weigh it out. If it works for you, you know, you have to weigh that out. For us, this was, was the way to go. My boss taught me a trick in QuickBooks. You can put classes in QuickBooks, yeah. and you put it December 31st for that year that you're working in. Mm-hmm. Your funds, yeah, yeah. If you look, if you talk to QuickBooks, they would say do it by class. In fact, if you would talk to Stephanie Politis, who would be a QuickBooks aficionado here, um, she would say, "Oh, don't worry about it. You can just do classes." Listen, I, I like things easy because I'm not that smart. So um, that's why we went this way. I'm not saying it's right or wrong for you. Today is about you getting an opportunity to look at something, think about something. You need to do what's best for your church. Let me do this. We're going to get out early, which is awesome, which means you can go to your next place. Everybody know where they're going and what they need to do? Everybody feel confident in that? Okay. Let me pray for you, because I think that's a good thing to do. And then you guys can roll out and be, get ahead of the crowd. How about that? Let's, let's pray together. God, I thank you for this group of wonderful people who are volunteering and serving faithfully in administrating your kingdom. God, I pray that you would bless their churches and them. Uh, God, that you would guide them and direct them and equip them for the spiritual responsibility of administration. Thank you for what they're doing. God, may you bless them today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. No problem.